Hey y'all, Tough Mamas here. It's Sarah and Michelle and welcome to our next episode. Today's episode is a little bit of a heavy topic, so um, we're going to be talking all about mental health, um, strategies that have worked for us throughout our pregnancy and our life, so just be prepared that today is just going to be a little bit heavier than our normal uh, topics. For our kind of timeline for the episode six, it's going to be, you know, as Sarah mentioned, both of us explaining kind of like what mental health issues, if any, we experienced, how we kind of cope with those, and then um, briefly kind of discuss other, you know, health topic issues that maybe we didn't experience, but we've heard about, so that hopefully maybe we can, you know, try and make this as relatable to y'all as possible. And, you know, as always, make sure y'all let us know if, you know, after we finish this episode, there's anything else that y'all would want to know more about. Alrighty, so Michelle, have you ever experienced any mental health issues during your life, before pregnancy, during pregnancy, or after so far? So I feel like I, I wanted to, you know, go get, you know, like to a therapist or something to kind of like talk through some things before I got pregnant just because I feel like I never got diagnosed but I feel like there was a couple of times you know it wasn't like all year round or you know anything like that but I definitely would notice like some periods where I would have you know my lower moments um it was a little bit difficult to like do things or like cope with certain things um but it wasn't like all the time but I would I would kind of like fluctuate yeah. And I wasn't on, like, birth control, so I couldn't blame, like, hormones in my body for that. Okay. Um, so I feel like there was something there that I kind of needed to work through. So I did. I did have a couple of instances. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I never got diagnosed, so I don't know. But I did notice that whenever, like, I was pregnant mm-hmm. and I quit my job, like, I think it was a lot of, like, stress-related kind oh, okay. of depression Maybe, symptoms. Yeah. Um, that it was just like a lot, like work was stressing me out a lot and kind of like creating me to not be able to focus Mm, like on myself, right? like, you know, my husband and my family and my friends. Um, you know, maybe it could have also been, you know, I kind of, as I discussed, like, I feel like during pregnancy, like I did really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was also a combination of getting rid of a stressful job plus like the joys and the like, you know, giggling moments of pregnancy. But I did notice like my moods change for the better mm-hmm. um, during pregnancy. But like I said, those two things happen at the same, at the time. same time. Pregnancy and I quit and then, my job. Yeah. Um, and your job was very stressful. Yes, yeah. You were working all the time. Mm-hmm. You pretty much, or well, from the outside. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like you had a lot of time off. No, so, no, no. yeah, getting rid of like one big stressor yes, can yep. help that too. So I feel like that was kind of like the main thing that I, you know, dealt with. Um, but like I said, it wasn't all the time, but I would experience some periods where I would have like, you know, a little bit more low spirits than other times. Yeah. Um, what about you? Um, so I mean, kind of like you that kind of throughout my life, I would have my low spots, you know, and, um, so depression kind of runs in my family. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was kind of expected like, okay, yeah, you know, one week out of the year or whatever, I might be a little bit lower or down than the rest of the time. Um, But I don't feel like, I feel like it kind of got a little bit worse when I found out I was pregnant. Um, Like I've mentioned before in a few other podcasts, it was unexpected, not planned when this happened. And I 
don't think I was in the right headspace mm -hmm. when I found out and when I got pregnant. So um, pretty much those nine months was a big, um, I mean, drastic change, yes, drastic change and cope with the idea. Yes. Get prepared mentally. Exactly. So, I mean, that was my big, my big time. And I do say that I, I mean, I wasn't like diagnosed by a doctor or anything, but I definitely was experiencing a lot of depression during that time. And then a little bit after I gave birth, just because I was kind of dealing with the aftermath of the feelings, like feeling kind of guilty about what was going on in my head while I was pregnant. And so I don't think I was as depressed after, but I was dealing with a lot of like anxiety and guilt that came from my pregnancy, pregnancy depression. Yeah. So I was just dealing with, you know, the pregnancy depression and then the aftermath of all of those feelings <laughs> after I gave birth and kind of just trying to process everything. Um, but the good news is, is that I've gotten a lot of help. So now I'm able to talk about these feelings and emotions and experiences um, and maybe help somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And then just real quick, we do kind of want to mention, as we mentioned, this is going to be a heavy topic. Uh, we, we do also want to let y'all know that we are not experts in any of these topics whatsoever. This is just simply our experiences, what we dealt with, what we experienced, and um, hopefully see if what we did helped y'all. But if y'all really, you know, are going through, um, you know, depression, postpartum depression, anything um, like, please reach out to a doctor, reach out to, you know, experts that can, you know, hopefully, you know, really give you some, you know, advice. advice. Yeah, so we are just giving you our opinions and things that worked for us, but this is not medical advice at all. It's more of just, this worked for us, this is a coping thing or th something that you can do to help you, but it is not coming from a doctor. But if you are having severe mental health um, issues, please reach out to somebody, a doctor, a friend, um, call a hotline, something, because there are plenty of people around that are more than happy to help you with any issues that you may be having. And kind of like we discussed, um, you know, we we all experience, both of us experience a little bit of it. Um, but the best thing, honestly, is if you can kind of catch and see the signs coming up is to get that help early on so that you can prevent, you know, your mental health deteriorating or getting worse. Um, especially, you know, as baby comes, all the hormones in our bodies, mm -hmm. dealing with, a, you know, a little one as much, you know, as cute and loving as they are, you know, they cry and it can be it a can very be stressful, hard. hard time. Yes. So please reach out and get some help before um, it gets worse because, you know, how awesome is it to nip it in the butt before, you know, it really gets to you and, you know, can cause further damage to your mental health. Exactly. And how can you raise a good, healthy baby when you are not 100% healthy, even mentally healthy yourself? So you kind of almost have to take care of yourself first before you're able to take care of your baby because you can't give 100% to your baby when you're not even 
100%. Yeah, I know it took me a couple of weeks for me to, like, I think I came across, like, a post on Instagram or something that it said something like, um, before you can meet your baby's needs, you have to meet your needs. Yes. Because if you're not 100%, like, you can't give 100% to your baby. Exactly. Um, so and it's just, you know, really that's important. That's very hard. That it's, um, it, we forget that. Yeah, and I yeah, I was gonna say I know when you have a baby, regardless of whether it's a newborn or you know six months or whatever, like you think like oh I have to be there for my baby, mm-hmm. but you have to remember that if you have to take care of yourself first. Exactly. Um, if you don't, then you can't. You're yes. not gonna be able to fully uh, you know take care of your child. Or yes. if you do, you know you can get irritated. Like I know I you know dealt mm-hmm. with you know, Bella, with her milk allergy, mm-hmm. um, you know, her being allergic to a lot of things of my breast milk, like, she was really fussy, and I would, you know, notice sometimes where I would just get really irritated and really stressed out, and it's because I hadn't met my needs first. Yes, yeah. Uh, whether it was tired or hungry, because I hadn't eaten, I would notice, like, I would get crankier um, during those times. and you know, Yeah, you're more sensitive I, and little things mm-hmm. that n- normally happen mm-hmm. irritate you. Yes, really so, bad. yes, you do have to take care of yourself yes. all the time first. So first, let's go ahead and talk about a couple of things that we noticed that gave us anxiety, depression, um, you know, so that hopefully other people can kind of, like, see if that they resonate with it. And if so, you know, later it, on we'll talk about how we kind of cope with yes. it. Yes. And I feel like some of these things that we're going to mention when we had anxiety or depression are, I've, I mean, now looking back on it, I feel like are kind of normal. Mm-hmm. It's just, like... You, the extent, like, maybe you're, like, a little bit anxious, or maybe you have very high anxiety, so maybe it's just, like, a different, like, there's all the ranges. Forever. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely went, had a lot of anxiety when, um, like, Sophia was, like, a newborn or a few months old, and just hearing her cry would, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it would, like, hurt my heart, like, like, I would just be like, why is she crying? What can I do? Or if somebody else was holding her and they were crying, like, I would go running, like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? You know, is everything okay? And I mean, not because they weren't doing anything wrong or anything, just because I heard her crying and it's like, my insides were like, screaming, like, what is going on? So like, yes, that was very... That's interesting. (laughs) I know, I mean, you know, kind of like, you know, what our name stands for, you know, tough mamas you know everyone's unique um so that I just it's interesting because I actually never experienced you never it felt like no it? if someone was holding my baby and they were crying I kind of felt like I saw anxiety in them and to me I'm kind of like they're gonna cry whether I'm holding them or you're holding them mm. so I'm like you can keep holding them and just rock them and sue them because you're gonna probably do the same thing, thing that, that I'm gonna, gonna do. do yeah like obviously they're not gonna stick their nipple <laughs> but like pretty much like you're gonna rock them you're gonna pat them you know yeah. like whatever so they're I was just kind of like as long as you don't mind holding them while they're crying mm-hmm. hold them yeah like it's one last time that I have to hold them when they're crying obviously if they're like screaming right. their heads off then okay give me the baby I kind of you know mm-hmm. obviously for the most part you know I have a better relationship with the baby and I can probably right and you can um soothe you know, them better yeah. yeah soothe them better so I don't know if my feeling like that when I heard Sophia crying was because I was still like feeling guilty or feeling some kind of way about mm. um my whole 
pregnancy, pregnancy feelings yeah and, and kind of trying to make up for those mm, things okay interesting I, I mean that's yeah. I've kind of thought about that like mm-hmm. okay this is kind of like um this may not be like a true feeling I'm having it's more of like I'm trying to make up for all of the bad thoughts that I had while I was pregnant but I don't know mm-hmm. no that's <laughs> a that's an interesting conclusion and like it, it I could see that it makes sense yes you want to compensate. Yes, for... pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Um, I also got very anxious when we were going somewhere new. And I still feel anxious going somewhere new. Like going on vacation to somewhere that we've never been. Or like recently we went on vacation and we took a car ride. Mm-hmm. And it was like a 10, 9-ish, 10-hour car ride. And Sophia's two now, but she's never been in the car for that long. And I don't know how she's going to react. I don't know what's going to happen. If um, you're going to forget to pack something. Yes. Is she going to cry the whole time? And especially now, like, I feel like, kind of like you said, even now, you still have some yes. of those anxiety episodes because even though, like, they're older, now it's different things you have to worry right. about. Now you have to worry about, like, wherever y'all's destination is. Is she going to run off now that she can walk and right. run, you know? Yeah. It's, you can't contain her in a infant car seat like you could when she was an infant. Now right. it's different things you have to worry yes. about. And I feel like the unknown is always in my mind. like, okay, well, I need to plan for all the these good things that can happen. I could plan, I need to plan for all of the disasters that can happen. And if I'm over-prepared, then there shouldn't be any issues. And that kind of, like, helps me when we're going, like, somewhere new is kind of making sure that I'm over prepared or prepared for every single situation that could possibly happen and then if that one of those situations do happen it's like oh well I knew this was going to happen here you go like mm-hmm. here's my solution or here's what I brought to I, solve it whatever I prepared for it. yes yeah. exactly but going somewhere new is still something that is mm-hmm. I don't know I know you're going on a trip Soon, yes. with Bella in the car for more than 10 so hours. 16 hours. 16 hours? Yes. So I'm still, I keep reading things like, oh, you should, like, take breaks, and baby shouldn't be in the car seat for more than, like, two, three hours, and I'm like, oh, what? my gosh. What am I doing? I'm, like, still, I'm, like, I'm two weeks away. I can still buy plane tickets. <laughs> I can still buy plane tickets and just buy, like, a bunch of carry-on bags. But no, we'll figure it out. I read that, yes, babies should take breaks in the car, but it's more of like when they're under six months because Mm. their neck control is still not there. So they can like kind of like lean forward and kind of like, I think the term that they used was like, um, make it to where their lungs aren't able to get as much Mm. air. So I'm like, well, she's older than six months. I'm going to be in the backseat watching her. We'll be stopping. Yeah, you so have like, to stop. So. And they said, don't wake up the baby if they're sleeping. It's more of like if you notice that they're in discomfort. Yeah, if they're so getting like, frustrated okay, being well, in Well, you know, there. every single time we stop, I'll check, make sure she's breathing. But I think because she's older, it'll be better. Yeah, Plus, think... we're leaving at night, so she'll Sleep it'll be most like, of the time. Yeah. That'll be but good. it's still, like you said, we've never done a road trip. Yeah. It's a really long one. Is this one. causing you any, like, uh, yes, yes, feelings? Yes, it's causing me to have anxiety. Like, I'm definitely a procrastinator when it comes to everything. <laughs> but I'm like, this time, I will not procrastinate. Like, I've already started packing. Hmm. Because, like, obviously it's hard to pack because a lot of things, like her sound machine, like, I'm right, going to need. Minute. But I'm like, things that I can pack, like, I'm packing because I'm like, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm going to forget things. Mm-hmm. And Because well, now you're packing for you and her. Yes, 
Yeah. So that's just more things that you have to think about. And probably I think a lot of moms can um, relate to this. Oh, I'm yes. also having to pack for pack? my partner, no, you're not. my husband. No. Well, I'm going to have to like pack a couple things because he's going to forget something. So that's I'm just okay. kind of like. I had to pack for Caesar too, yeah. and I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. I packed way too many clothes. <laughs> he hey. wore like like. Two outfits, thing. like, the entire time. And I'm just like, um, I packed you all of these clothes. You wanted me to pack. Here you are. Clothes. See, I'm going to let Pat pack his clothes. But, like, I feel like other things. Like, okay, do we have chargers? Do oh, we have, yeah. like, beach towels for all of us? Do we have, like, sandals, you know? Or, yeah. You know, like, small items. Little things like that. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just like, you know, bug spray. You know, things that I would originally give to him. But I'm like, man, what if he forgets? But yeah. Yeah, but yeah, definitely going somewhere new. Yeah, going, it gives us anxiety. So I feel like that might be, again, maybe a little normal. Um, But so you are, what are you doing to try to like help you not be so anxious about this? So I feel like trying to do like a little bit of research, kind of like, you know, what are some things that like other moms kind of like packed um, on their first trip? Mm. Kind of um, what I've been doing is because we are going to be staying at a home and um, you know in Florida on our vacation. It's basically I'm thinking of it as like okay, basically everything we do here mm-hmm. on day to day basis is you kind of sort of what there. we're going to do there. Yeah. So I've been kind of like. Trying to plan it ahead of time, not procrastinate, and think, okay, in the morning we wake up and we do this. So, okay, so I know I need, you know, some, you know, baby plates and spoons for her to Mm -hmm. eat, you know. So kind of like going through, like, my day-to-day, seeing what I need. Okay, we're going to kind of like, you know, we're going to go to the beach, so I need to pack, like, some swim diapers, some sunscreen. So just kind of like giving myself time to think. Kind of having a schedule. Yes, and not procrastinate. Um, so yeah, just kind of like, yeah, giving myself some time yeah. to just plan everything to plan out, it out and um, get everything ready. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Just being prepared, planning, um, kind of planning for everything though, so that you're not surprised or overwhelmed yeah. or yeah. something when something happens that you didn't plan for. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that causes me personally a lot of anxiety to the point where it might get a little bit um, bad is when Sophia gets sick. Mm. And it can be as little as she has a rash. It doesn't bother her. She has no fever. Nothing's wrong. It's just the outside looks bad. Mm. And I'm, like, freaking out. The doctor, you know, it's not it's a weekend. And you can't uh-huh. take him to the doctor. But you don't want to take him to the emergency room, you know. So um, when Sophia gets sick, I'm almost, like... I don't want to say paralyzed with anxiety, but we're to the point where, yeah, um, that's all I think about. I'm calling everybody I know that is some doctor or a nurse or Caesar. He's a firefighter. I call his dad because his dad's a firefighter. I call my cousin. She's a nurse. I call everybody I possibly can and figure out like, okay, well, is this normal? What do I do? How do I handle this? Is she okay? Um, But yes, Baby being sick is, I think baby being sick is my, like, my biggest downfall. Yes. And I feel like, you know, kind of like you said, I feel like that's a really normal one because, especially if, like, it's our first baby. Right. So, you most likely haven't dealt with another Any baby. Of these. 
you know, being yeah. sick unless, you know, like, even if you have, like, a bunch of, like, little cousins or whatever, you know, it's not the same. It's not your child right. that you're taking care of. Yes. So, yeah, definitely that gives me anxiety with them getting sick. I don't think I necessarily feel the anxiety as much, like, when it's a rash. I don't know if it's just because, I don't know. But, you know, kind of like you said, everyone's different. Yeah. I feel like I feel more anxiety whenever she's not sleeping uh, mm. because I'm like, oh, she's not, you know, obviously something's causing her not right. to sleep. But I'm like, the fact that she's not sleeping means she's not getting her rest, mm-hmm. meaning I'm taking care of her more, meaning I'm not able to take care of myself right. because she's not sleeping. Or like fevers, obviously, you know, that's a little scary one. Yes. Um, rashes, I don't know if it's maybe because she does get rashes like around her, her face, face so much because of like the slobber and like yeah. her eating and just mm-hmm. kind of like it getting irritated. I'm just like, whatever. I also dealt with it a lot. She was such a chunky baby. Yeah. She, she had with so all those, many, like, all the rashes yes, and the, the little, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe because we did have that early on, I'm just like, you know, it sucks, but it's like a little bit of like Aquaphor or the doctors recommend like little over-the-counter yeah, steroid cream. Like I'm that. like, she'll be fine. She's small enough to where she'll, for the most part, be able to like heal her skin yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah, but no, I could deal. definitely see, you know, little things, you know, that, if before having a kid, we wouldn't, like, think it would well, cause right. so much anxiety. Exactly. And I feel like if your baby, I mean, this is just from my perspective, um, if your baby is small or if right after they're born they end up in the NICU or they go to the hospital early on, um, that happened with Sophia. She was, like, four weeks old and she got RSV and was in the NICU for, like, a week. So I don't... Again, this is aftermath feelings, but I don't know if me feeling all kinds of ways about her being sick is because she was in the hospital when she was so small. Yes, I was going to say, we've never <laughs> been to the hospital, knock on wood. Yeah, I pray that you don't, don't have to. Yes, but I was going to say, I wonder if because you have already had that experience in the hospital and you know how stressful that yes. is, you're just like kind of like, you know, PTSD, like you don't want yes. a little rash to turn into something bad that makes you have to go back to the there. hospital. You're like, yes. no. I mean, so, yeah, she's that, fine. She's good. Like yeah. she's healthy. But that, that like it's always in the back two of your weeks mind. Yes. Of bef- while she was getting sick, while she was in the hospital and after she was in the hospital was like the hardest, scariest two weeks ever. And, yeah, I feel like I'm paying for that now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I could see that. I could definitely see myself having, like, more anxiety and being more concerned about little things if I had already been to the hospital. Like, no. Yes. Yeah, so, definitely. if your baby was sick early on, I feel you. I am with you there. Um, my uh, strategy or my coping mechanism for when Sophia gets sick is to call my cousin. She is a nurse <laughs> at Cook Children's in Fort Worth, and she is my. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you, but um, this is happening with Sophia, and she's like, okay, well, I think you're good, or she'll tell me, oh yeah, you need to take her to the doctor when they open, or oh, I wouldn't worry about it, or things like that, and I'm like, okay, uh, thanks for letting me know. Uh, I'll talk to you probably again in like a month. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I think, yeah. So How awesome would it be if we all had, like, a family member in the medical field? Well, how awesome would it be if the doctors just had, like, a hot, like, a quick uh, phone, like, hey, it's not an emergency. I just want to make sure that this is fine. And you talk to somebody, like, immediately. I will say that, you know, uh, well, actually, we go to the same pediatrician. Yeah, we do. Do you know, know what you should do? 
Um, my pediatrician doctors probably hate me. Oh, but geez. maybe another reason why I don't have so much anxiety is because, you know that little hotline mm-hmm. messaging thing? No? No? They have, okay, they, download the app. If okay. you don't have Coke's children, pediatricians, download the app. Um, sorry, let me go ahead and give it to y'all before I forget. It is called My Coke's Children. It's an app? Yes, My Coke's Children. Download the app. If you have Cook's children, because on there, you have the ability to send a message oh. to your pediatrician. I will tell you, honestly, like three-fourths of the time, a nurse responds instead of a, instead of our doctor, yeah, but it's but better than still, nothing. And it, yeah. Because mm-hmm. nurses, I mean, they're obviously they're, not the doctor, but... They have a lot of they, more hands-on yeah. practice. But, um, but yeah, so like I, anytime I notice something like a rash... Um, so, yeah, I didn't think about this until now. That's probably why I don't have so much anxiety. Okay, I'm I snap literally, a photo. this one? Yes, I'm download downloading it. that app right now. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't tell you to download it. Well, I downloaded it because every single time they make you check in and you have to uh, go through your emails, and uh, instead I just do go it. Go through the app? Yes. Okay, well, I'm downloading that right now because yes, now I have two people to message. Yes. I got my cousin, and then I got this app. Yes. So. Yeah, and they do a really good job. Like, honestly, I'll Weekends, snap. too? Um, you know what? I think I feel like I've been lucky, and oh. I think most have been during the week. I can't remember. Okay. But well, um, I mean, our Coke's good. Children is open on Saturdays. Mm. It's not our doctor. It's so a, we only get sick on Sundays. Really? Yes. Mm. Okay. Bummer. <laughs> She's a smart baby. <laughs> she knows how to I work can't, it. I can't help you on uh. Sundays, but I, maybe you can still send a message and see. Okay. They usually get back to me within like 24 hours. Sometimes it's a little bit over, um, but if it's like over 24 hours, then I call them and I'm yeah. like, hey, I sent a message. Can you like see Can and they'll like they'll like let me leave a message for the nurse and then they'll call me back. So okay, okay. I so will I, say I, I, I have that lot. app now, so yes. hopefully that will help. That's right. Hopefully. And yeah, find out if y'all don't have Cook's children, if y'all's pediatricians have some sort of app or some sort of like mm-hmm. messaging mm-hmm. way to communicate. Yes. Um, our previous pediatrician, I wasn't a big fan of, um, I won't go into depth in that, but I would send them messages, but I wasn't able to send them photos. So mm. I like that cooks, I can send we them can photos. can send pictures. Oh. So that way, like a rash or That's like amazing. things like that, you can send up to three photos. Um, and so I'm like, here, here's this. And most of the times they'll say, um, hey, like, I can't really tell from the photo, go ahead and come in. Mm. Um, but I'm like, at least, you know. At least they've looked. Yes, exactly. So now that we've kind of gotten through the topic of anxiety, and we kind of talked about how a lot of our feelings are seem fairly normal. It's just like you're, um, like how... Like you may have more anxiety from certain things, right. whereas me, I have more anxiety with other things. Yes, like our range of anxiety mm-hmm. is different, but, you know, we figure out a way to cope with it and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I feel like depression in life in general, but, you know, I feel like it gets amplified with children. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, as you guys know, I went through a big depression while I was pregnant um, and then a little bit afterwards, but now we're good to go. But I feel like a big thing after you have a baby, like feeling depressed is when you leave them, either going back to work Mm -hmm. or even like... um, just for the day, like going to go get your nails done for mm-hmm. two hours and you're leaving them alone with somebody else 
is kind of like, okay, is this okay to be doing that? You feel guilty. Yes, like, feel guilty. Do, you know, I'm leaving my baby to go get my nails done. Yes. And I think we may think it's selfish, and we'll go into more details in a little bit when we talk about multiple ways of how to cope, cope and how to have this, me yeah. time. But I think, like, I, I understand what you're saying, because I feel bad, too, like, you know, Valentine's. Pat and I left Bella with my mom so that we can go have Valentine's without, yeah. you know, a child screaming at the dinner yes. table. And you feel anxious because you're over here having a good time, but it's like you're a parent now, you know, yeah. like, Do I, like, finding that balance, balance of, obviously, you know, reminding yourself you're literally with your child, you know, 24-7 or, you know, like, in all the times that you have to be. It's yes. not like you just leave your child all day long just because. every single day. Right. Um, it's good to have those breaks. Even yeah, you if need those breaks. something as simple as, you know, getting yes. your nails done, and, like, Or even just hair. going shopping, going yeah. grocery shopping going by yourself yeah. or yeah. with a friend. Yes. Because those friendships are important. Having friends is important. To and talk I, to yeah. you, keep your mental health messed up. Yes, and I like, think that adds to the feelings that you already have. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I see my friends out doing this. Well, I have a baby or I have a toddler. They don't want to, like, maybe and, they yeah. don't want to invite me Deal because with, I have a kid. Uh, and, you know, that goes, like, I mean, that messes I mean, with you mentally. Yes, like, oh. it does. When you see your friends out having a good time and you're like, oh. Remember when I was single yeah. or I didn't have a baby and, and I could go do whatever I wanted? Whenever I wanted. And now it's like, okay, well, they're having fun, but I'm having fun too. It's just different. Yeah, yeah and I feel like kind of almost like you miss out. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And that, I mean, not that you're missing out, but like you feel, you feel FOMO, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> FOMO, yes. And I, I think that kind of goes with, you know, just briefly um, before we forget is, you need a support system. Yes. Like, you know, you need a support system so that whether that's a friend, you know, just simply you going to get coffee with a friend or you going over to their house mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, you need that support system. You need someone that you can talk to. to talk because to. it gets, I feel like depression can really get to you. Like, I noticed that, like, at being at home all day, like, yeah. I literally talk to my baby mm. all day long. <laughs> I can see You that. know? Yeah. But you don't have a like, lot of adult interaction. Exactly. So, like, it's very, like, it, it feels so awesome when Pat comes home and I can talk to an adult and they can talk back. It's not just, obviously, I don't want to talk, even though Bella can't understand. Like, right. I don't want to tell her, hey, baby girl, I'm feeling a little depressed today. I'm feeling a little down. You know, like, that's not yeah, things you, don't, you want to you don't talk want to, to them. But I feel like if you did, it's okay. Because then it kind of gets them like, okay, you know, my mom's not happy all the time. It's okay to feel, like, low or, like, I'm feeling sad and I don't really know why. You know, and that's okay. teach them, like, like, how to do, understand what they do. Yeah, exactly. Because when they get older, they'll be able to say either to, I mean, when they go to school, Uh too. And they can express themselves, like, oh, yeah. You know, I'm just having an off day, you know, like I'm sad or I'm upset or I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm low today and I don't really have a reason why I'll be okay, but you know, I'm just having an off day. I feel like, no, you don't want to tell your kid Mm -hmm. that, but it's good to kind of talk about that and just kind of get them aware. Likewise, especially like you said, if Mm -hmm. there's um, depression in the family that runs, then, you know, maybe those genes did run into your child. So then. Likewise, then they, they can, can kind of, kind of learning, how learning to the signs and coping with, with it. it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great thing. Yes. for sure. Um, I feel like I dealt with this a little bit, and 
actually, to be honest, I feel like I was dealing with this until recently. Like, not feeling like myself. Mm, yeah. And Sophia's two. So, I mean, being pregnant, so that's, like, almost three years of really not feeling like Yourself. myself. Mm-hmm. And I would look back on old pictures and be like, oh, remember when I was so happy? Oh, remember when we did this? Oh, remember when, you know, whatever. And I would, like, look at pictures of myself and be like, wow, why can't I be like that again? Why can't I feel like that again? Why do I feel like I'm not me, you know? And... That's hard, mm-hmm. just to kind of say it out say loud. It out loud. Think about it. Yeah, and to be honest, I don't feel like I felt like myself until recently when I started seeing a uh, therapist and getting help with all of my feelings about being pregnant. So now that I've gotten all of that help, it's like, oh, I do feel more like myself. Oh, I can do all these fun things. I can you know, be happy right now or whatever. So, um, I mean, that took almost three years. So if you're experiencing that, like, it's fine, you know, it takes time, clearly, and um, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And we kind of go back to that topic that we had in one of the previous podcasts, that it's like, yes, um, social media or maybe like the way that we have our doctor's appointment set up after giving birth yeah, makes, makes us kind of think that in six weeks we should be, we're cleared by the doctor, which mm-hmm. means we should be back to normal, yeah. but it, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's, they're just checking certain boxes. Um, but there's so many other boxes, especially in regards to mental health that they're not even, they're not really even looking, looking at, like Mm-mm. they may ask you for that questionnaire of like, Oh, do you have baby blues? Oh, do you have depression? Yeah. But, you know, like, that's just a little questionnaire box that doesn't hit the same amount of, like, boxes or, like, goes into as depth as if, like, in your case, you go and see someone one-on-one. Exactly. And can really talk instead of just checking boxes. Right. um, And I feel like unless the doctors feel like it's an issue or um, a a problem or concern Mm -hmm. or something that could be dangerous for you or the baby that they're not really going to bring it up. Mm -hmm. I mean, they might, like you said, ask the few little questions. Are you, are you happy? Or I don't remember the Mm -hmm. questions exactly, but you know, like, but they're not going to be like, okay, well here's where you can go to get help. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, good. It's like, okay, no, that's normal. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you have to seek out that help. But when you're feeling that way, do you really want to seek out that help? No, no. No, like you're... And you question yourself. You're like, questioning yourself. Am I, am I a bad mom for feeling depression yes. when I should be feeling happy, happy. and joy? Exactly. Because I feel like that's kind of like the stigma around depression. It's like, oh, how can you be depressed when you literally have a baby? Well, it's like, unless you're actually there, and even when you're actually there, you kind of still it's, question it's it. It's still hard to understand. Yeah. Like, it's why? Like, why you're feeling Yeah, am I a bad feeling? mom? What's wrong with me? And even then, like... When I, uh, when I was feeling depressed, I guess, when I was pregnant, um, I did cry out for help for C- with Caesar, but I didn't, like, he didn't get it. Yeah, he was kind it, of like, but I didn't tell him I need help. It was more of like, I don't like this. Like, I'm not doing this, you know, all this stuff. And he was like, okay, well, I don't understand why you don't like it. You need to figure out how to mm-hmm. like it. Like, we're growing a baby. Like, yes. you're fine. And kind of like that but I feel like if you need help you need to ask for help yes and it's like no what's the word I'm looking for like there's nothing wrong with 
like there's no fault to Caesar or to like our partners right for not knowing how to react to it it it's it sucks that them being our partners they don't get it and they don't understand us right. but it's like well they don't they're not going through and it will never go through what we went through exactly and so it's it's tough but you know like but you also said reach out to someone else if they can't help or yes. if they don't understand us and even then i didn't like i didn't tell him i need help I was more of, like, like, lashed out I just lashed out. Because we don't know how to, right. like, react correctly or how yes. to, like. So, two years later, he's like, okay, you do need help. It's time for you to go find somebody. I can't like, help you. Go yes. with someone who can. And I think that's okay and awesome that Caesar realizes, I can't help you, but you need help, so let's get you the yeah. help that you need. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I, I feel like it's also kind of, um. I don't know what the word is. People think that it's going to go away. Mm. Like, after so long, it's going to go away. You're going to be fine. You don't need any It's going to get better just with time. And it's like, okay, sometimes that happens. Yeah, maybe. Like, if you're lucky enough for that. But if you don't know how to fix those problems or how to cope with them or how to make the – how to come up with a solution, then it's never going to – it's just going to make it worse. Yeah, that's true. Yep, it can stay the same or, yeah, it can get worse because mm-hmm. you're just going to keep piling on and on and on until you finally explode. And yeah. we don't want to get to that point. No, we want to prevent yes, getting to that point. Explosion. Yes, because we want everybody to, you know, have somebody to lean on or having help. And, and most importantly, like, too, like, you know, you want to take care of that depression, that anxiety, because if you don't, you're not going to really enjoy your baby. And yeah. like as we've both noticed, babies don't last no. babies. They're not babies forever. And, yeah. They grow quickly. So the longer you take to take care of all of those issues, the longer and the more like fun, exciting, loving moments you're gonna mm-hmm. miss out on because mm-hmm. you're gonna be so preoccupied with trying to like swallow that depression yes, and like and hide, hide it, it that mm-hmm. you're not going to actually be able you're just going to be putting on a fake smile yes. and not actually really genuinely be happy and live you and enjoy hit those that moments. like exactly <laughs> my like, goodness bam. Yeah. like it just hit me I was like, exactly oh that is ex- we have revelations on this <laughs> podcast guys look at us we that was not even like a topic oh yes, no awesome. but that was a revelation for a lot <laughs> for yeah <laughs> Uh, okay. Yes, All but right. no, don't fake it. Don't yes. fake the smile. Just anybody. So I feel like um, part of our coping or how to handle these emotions or what helped for us, and this is just like our experiences, experiences and our opinions and things that worked for us. Trial and error. Yes, so this might not work for you. It might not be for you, and that's perfectly fine. But things that we recommend from our perspective in our um, experiences. Um, Definitely, like we said, ask for help. Build your support system. Um, This could be obviously your family, your partner, friends. um, A specialist. Yeah, specialist. If you want to go seek out specialty help, which I, me personally, I recommend doing that for sure. I think even if you don't have any mental issues. to go and see what they say. Maybe they clear you and they're like, oh, you just need to do this, you know, but it doesn't Yeah, and they give you other strategies that might work better Mm -hmm. for you and things like that. So, um, if, if you're able to, specialist or something like that would be, I feel like, ideal. Mm -hmm. But even just like, um, 
finding anybody, anybody that you feel comfortable telling, it doesn't even, it doesn't have to be your partner. Because sometimes those are the hardest people to tell. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we don't want them to feel differently about us or anything like that. So those are the hardest people to tell. But find somebody that you're comfortable with. Especially if it's another mom, you know, like maybe you get lucky and you have a friend who has been a mom or like a aunt or someone, you know, that's gone through the motherhood experience. Mm -hmm. Not that, that it has to be that way, but, you know, like, if you feel like maybe your partner or maybe, like, your friend who doesn't have friend or babies can't resonate or, like, yeah, you know, relate, then do that. I know, like, one of the things that I feel like I kind of, like, you know, sometimes notice, which my mom, she's awesome. Um, she tries to understand, but I feel like our generation, it's, mm. like, something new where it depression is. has become of, like, it's not just, like, oh, it's in the back burner, like, you no, know, people, they want you to talk yes, about it. They, they're they very like, hey, what's going on? Hey. But I feel like older generations don't. No. They don't understand. Um, and not everyone, but I've noticed that a lot of older generations, whether it's even just our parents, mm -hmm. they aren't as familiar and they don't see as depression as like a big thing. They're like, oh, there's worse things. Like, oh, I went through worse yeah. things in my childhood. Right. Which makes sense. But I think we're luckily to a point where this generation has learned to acknowledge that depression does exist. And it's, it is a real an thing. Issue. And it can. And so, you know, maybe that's why we also say, like, talk to a specialist or, like, maybe someone closer um, in, in, you know, your age range or another mom or something like that. Because yeah. it is difficult. And likewise, kind of like our partners, we can't blame our no. parents or older generations to be able to understand because it is a different generation and yeah. the knowledge that we have and the data and, and yeah, it's and all new. It's different. It's mm -hmm. new and we've learned a, a lot mm -hmm. since then. Yeah. So let's um, go ahead and um, kind of go through, you know, some of the things that we um, did, you know, in, in yeah, like coping mechanisms or things to help us through our issues. <laughs> yes. I feel like kind of like going back on, you know, how like hearing your baby cry gave you anxiety. Yes. Um, one of the things that I really liked um, doing to help me cope with that was headphones, like oh. putting ear, uh, earbuds, headphones in. Um, you know, if baby's screaming a lot and obviously like, like really, really bad, mm -hmm. like I don't want to leave her in the crib right. um, and like make her turn red or whatever. So like, if I feel like she just really needs to be held, but also like I can't hold, you know, a baby that long if she's screaming her head off. Yeah. Cause, cause it, gets it gets, it gets to you. You can, I mean, mm -hmm. poor baby, but you can only take yes. so much too. Yep. So. so then I'll put headphones in and it can be something as simple as like putting on some music, maybe a Netflix video, a maybe podcast. our podcast, yeah, our podcast. <laughs> Podcast, you know, we will, you know, we'll uh, have plenty out there for y'all to listen to, like anything, anything that helps you. Maybe it's, you know, even like white noise to yeah. yourself in your ears, like directly just to tune your baby from crying. Like, please, like I felt guilty at first, like, oh my gosh, I literally have to like cancel my no my baby out. And I felt I... guilty at first, but then I'm like, no, like it's okay. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with putting her down, and I've done that where I put her in the crib and I walk away. But, you know, like I said, if it's, like, really bad and I know, like, what's going to calm her down mm -hmm. is soothing, then I put the headphones in and I'm, like, I'm taking care of her, but I'm, but also, I'm also taking, taking care, care of, of myself. Exactly. And this way we both, she gets the she gets what touch she needs, and the feeling of me, but, but I also I'm get... not going to lose my head and, right. you know do something, um, you know, to hurt her, yes. to, like, go to drastic changes, to, like, you know, to calm her down, yeah. and to, like, shut her up. I think that's a um, good, um, I mean, I didn't think about that, but I think that's a good, um, 
definitely a good mm-hmm. coping skill. Well, I, sure. I learned that a little too late where, like, you know, I wish I would have learned it sooner because then I feel like it just would have helped me not lose my head. Yeah. Or, you know, I just felt like I would, you know, still hold her and stuff. But, like, the second I walked out of her room, I was just so exhausted. I would yes. just, like, sit on the couch and, and I would not want to do hold, anything. you were just holding her. Yes. So it's, like, mentally exhaustion. Mm-hmm. So mental I, exhaustion. Yes. And yeah. now, instead, if she's going through that, I can put my headphones in. And when I walk out, it's kind of like, okay, it's fine. We're fine. I'm good. We're good. I can go eat. I can go clean up or do whatever. I don't need to recover. I don't have to sit on the couch and just literally sit there or lay on the ground and just, like, sit for, like, 30 minutes and yes. be like, what just, what did I just go through? Yeah, What exactly. did my ears just listen to uh, for the last hour? I, um, yeah, I think that's a so great. So I feel like that was a really good one that I liked. Um, another thing that works well for, I, I mean, I would throw this out there and say everyone, it, is, like, taking me time. Yes, definitely. Like, taking time to yourself. And that doesn't mean, like, taking time with you um, and your partner or you and your family. Like, you go do whatever makes you happy. Whatever, like, fills your bucket. That could be, I mean, you go to the gym now, right? Yes. Yeah, I started doing that. Obviously, you know, I want to get, you know, back in shape and be fit. But I feel like, you know, one of the things I tell Patrick and I thank him for watching Bella for me while I go to the gym is, I feel like it's, I always struggle to go back to the gym or working out again, but I feel like the second my workout's done and I just, I sweat like crazy and I just like <gasps> sweat it all out. I'm just like, okay, like it wasn't that bad. Like I you feel, feel energized. Yes. I mm-hmm. have energy. Like I got to spend an hour to myself. Doing um, something that fills your bucket, yes. that mm-hmm. makes you happy. And yes, I'm like hurting you know whatever but it's like afterwards it just feels so much better I feel like any type of like stress or like depression or like just kind of got washed like it just kind of like I was able to like pump it out or like run it out or whatever you want to do you know dance it out and I feel like that a lot of people use gym or -hmm. working out as their me time and I think Mm -hmm. that's great um I am unfortunately not (laughs) motivated motivated by working out but um, I mean, your me time could be like taking a bubble bath. Mm-hmm. We just yes. got a brand new bathtub and that is my, your like, yes. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go take a bath. I get my book. I get a glass of wine. Yes. A glass <laughs> of wine. And I sit in there for an hour or more uh-huh. yeah. and I just sit there and yes. like nobody, nobody come and talk to me. Everybody leave me alone. Like, you know, when I shut that door and you hear the bathtub on, like, don't come in. Yes. Like, that and is that is completely me. Yeah, and it could simply be as, like, I remember when Bella was younger, uh, like a baby. Like, sometimes I wouldn't have time to shower because I'd be afraid. I'd have, like, anxiety that if I jumped in the shower, she would wake up yes. and be screaming and crying. And, oh. like, the monitor would die. So, like, one of the things I'd do, like, if my mom came over to help or, like, Pat got home from work, I'd be like, he'd be like, oh, what can I do to help? I'm like... I'm going to take a shower. Like, I'm going to go jump in the shower. And I like my long shower. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't have to rush, like, and take a five-minute shower. I can just sit in the tub and I can just relax. Yes. I can just stand there and let the water hit me. Like, I can just close my eyes. Like, usually I'll take my phone in there and I'll, like, listen to music, too. And kind of just just decompress. Just Mm -hmm. let – I feel like water – is like a magic yeah. miracle. I don't know, yeah. but something because 
whenever I'm feeling sad or anything, I just go take a shower, take a bath, and it's like it just wash literally yeah, yeah, yeah. washes it away. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. Um, also, um, you know, you kind of mentioned mm-hmm. it, reading, reading, you know, like reading, whether it's in the tub, whether it's on the couch. Like one of the things that I uh, kind of recently started doing is, you know, I breastfeed, and it takes way longer. Um, to breastfeed this child, like just stay on there <laughs> for like forty-five minutes, an hour, sometimes. Oh, so uh, obviously, you know, like I'm on my, I can be on my phone. Like I don't need both hands to breastfeed, so I can like kind of like scroll through my phone sometimes. Uh, but I'm like, you know, I feel like there's only so much that you can scroll. Yeah, there's only so many um, things that you want to look at on your phone. And so I started, you know, like taking a book with me, like when I go breastfeed. So I'm rocking her, breastfeeding, and like with one hand, I'm reading, and it like helps me to yeah. be able to like kind of like decompress too and just kind of distract my idea. mind um and not just have to see you know you know because like as we talked about sometimes on social media we only see the good, good stuff, stuff and then that kind of can create anxiety and depression mm-hmm. so you know sometimes you just need to like get away get, from the social yeah. media and just you know do something yeah. else so I like to do that. I think that's a um, good one. And, you know, kind of like we talked about, me time can be anything. Like, yes. obviously, preferably alone, so that way you can have some time for you yourself. But maybe, but maybe you're it, one of those extroverts, yeah. and you need that social interaction. Or, or uh-huh. yeah, you simply feel alone yeah. with just you and the baby. So you so, want that. So yeah, if that's what, if it that's looks what like. you want to do, go hang out with some friends. You can, you know, do whatever. Yeah, whatever. Just getting, like, mm-hmm. adult or more social interaction, that. I feel like, because some people need that. Yes. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself an extrovert. I would definitely be an introvert. But there are times where you're like, okay, I just need to hang out with friends. Mm-hmm. I need to go do something that I can't do with Sophia. I just need to go and do something, and that will, like, fill me up. Yes. And that's okay, too. Um, all of those things, for sure. And me time. Mm-hmm. And maybe me time can also literally look like as a nap. Yes. Maybe you just want your partner and your parents, someone to come look at your baby um, while you nap. Or maybe mm-hmm. your baby has, you know, good naps where, you know, you put the baby to sleep and then you run to your bed and you nap until, you know, baby wakes up. Maybe that's what uh, me time could also look like. So, I mean, me time can be literally anything that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. So those are just things that make us happy and that works for us. But you definitely need to take some time to yourself um, to be able to deal with some of those mental issues because it just kind of like refreshes you and then it gives you a coping mechanism or something to help you deal with your feelings. Yes. And I think we briefly mentioned on this, like at the beginning, um, just, you know, kind of like one of the things to be on the lookout is if you are getting irritated uh, easily with Over your baby, little things like just kind of know that that's probably a sign that there's something, there's a need that you're not meeting. Yes, most of the time it'll probably be you're hungry or you're tired, but it could be multiple things. But just be on the lookout because if you're getting irritated easily, don't feel bad. Just kind of sit back and think, okay, what yeah. do I need? What haven't I gotten that is getting me so irritated so easily? You know, um, and yes, make and sure you take care of that. You eat, you get some sleep. And it could be, like, you do need your me time. Or it could be that you need time with your partner. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes our issues come from not being able to spend that quality time with our partner. So um, that, you know, yeah. kind of, yeah, eva- like you said, evaluate what, okay, well, I've already eaten. I've gotten enough sleep. Um, when was the last time I hung out with my best friend? Mm-hmm. 
oh, well, it's been three months. Is that, am I getting irritated because I need to go see with, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. Because those friendships are important. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you kind of put those at the back of your mind, but those friendships are important for being mentally stable yeah. too. And like you said, your partner too, maybe it's like, oh crap, when was the last time that I want to date on mm-hmm. a date with my partner? Just us two. When was the last time we just literally sat on the couch and just cuddled or whatever, you know, y'all, mm-hmm. you know, love, love language, language. Yeah. Um, that's a really yeah, good that's one a too. good. That's a, that's important too, because I mean, if you and your partner are not in a good space, then you can't be in a good space mentally because that part of you is not like, mm-hmm meshing well yeah. or I don't know um and I feel like kind of like just to kind of like um go back and summarize you know what we've kind of talked about is just to remember that um depression anxiety your mental healthness there's no one shoe fits all right um so everyone's gonna feel it differently everyone's gonna react to it differently uh it's gonna last you know different periods of time mm-hmm. for everyone but just remember to not forget to sit back and just kind of like look over your life and see what's causing um if you can find anything. the problem uh-huh. yeah yeah and just to remember that um there's help whether it's your partner support yes. system ask um, for special, help yeah you know medical help um to reach out and get help and I think one of the biggest things that we always say is comparing yourself to other people yes. like please avoid that yeah on social media that's really hard people but... in your uh-huh, people in your circle like avoid comparing yourself because it isn't a one shoe fits all no. like just because your friend or this person on social media is feeling like themselves or your snapback or whatever is feeling good at six months mm-hmm. or six weeks like doesn't mean you, you have, have to, to or that there's something wrong with you because you didn't yes get there yeah yeah, um, exactly. So, um, yeah, comparing. I know that's really hard, and we've said that before, but um, I feel like comparing is a big... Social media is uh, great, and it's also terrible. Yes. So be careful of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope you guys have learned something. I hope we were able to make somebody feel a little bit more better or... Um, like they're not, you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. Um, and that we've given you some type, uh, some ideas or ways that you can cope with your feelings and that most of your, or pretty much all of your feelings are valid and that if it gets extreme to find help. Um, check back with us in two weeks for our next episode. Next, uh, next time we'll be talking about working moms and staying at home moms. So it's going to be a little bit lighter. So be sure to check back in with us then. And if you guys have anything that you want to add or any strategies or coping skills that you have, comment or message us on Instagram or Facebook so that we can share with other moms more resources or tools to help them as well. Yes, thank y'all so much for checking in here with us. And, you know, like we said, make sure y'all get y'all's me time and, you know, take care of yourself so that you can enjoy those moments with your little ones. All right, see you guys in two weeks. Bye, y'all.